Hello everyone, this is Evan Young uh, with The Boxing Forecast. Just a quick update on this weekend's action. Uh, there really isn't a whole lot of action this weekend. Uh, the Don King card that I mentioned in the last podcast has been up and down, off and on again, and now it looks like Bermain Stivern will fight Trevor Byron, Trevor Bryan, for the uh, one of the WBA titles that are that are offered. I have not seen a betting line for that, and that fight is tonight, so I don't anticipate seeing a betting line for that fight. They both came in at a body weight of 267, so that is well above uh, a good fighting weight for either guy. So if I had to take a lean on this, I would probably lean towards the younger, fresher uh, Brian at this point, but I don't see a line. I'm not sure one will appear on that. Bayboot uh, uh, Shumanov has been, uh, he's, he's off the card. He, uh, he had some issue that uh, did not allow him to compete on this card, so he is off, and there's a few other minor fights that are apparently on the card, and it will be televised on something... Uh, a network known as Fight TV and also Don King's website. Although I'd be careful about purchasing it off King's website uh, in case uh, in case it just goes to dust anyway, the card. You'll never get your money back if you buy it there. But uh, uh, as for uh, uh, there's another card in Mexico that has some prohibitive favorites tonight, but there's nothing that looks appealing for wagering purposes on that fight uh, tomorrow, which is uh, which struck me as odd. There's there's five fights that betting lines came up with on uh, uh, Bookmaker.com, I believe. It's not on all the other betting sites, but they had five lines for very nondescript fights, and some of these guys haven't even scored a professional win, and they're all six and eight round fights, and yet there's five betting lines for these for a very obscure card out of Ecuador, and that's something I'm not digging into. I, I don't think there's any video uh, of of these people around. It's really not uh, not really worthwhile to plug into that. In the uh, probably the main, well, definitely the main card of the weekend is a PBC card on Fox on Saturday night, featuring Caleb Plant versus Caleb Truax. Now, in my view, I see Truax as a, uh, a faded entity. There are some that say he's uh, coming to fight in this fight, but aren't they always coming to fight? And will he be in a bit better shape this time? Maybe, but maybe not. Uh, but he's coming off a majority decision over a nondescript opponent in his last fight and really hasn't looked good in a while. And Caleb Plant, while not known as a uh, a KO puncher, he you know he can get guys out of there, and he's you know he's he's got heavy enough hands to hurt people. He he did drop very competent Jose Uzgataki twice in his uh, his win a couple of years ago, and Uzgataki is a couple of notches above this version of Caleb Truex, I do believe, and. Plant has probably even improved since then as well. Uh, so I, I'm thinking a, maybe a play on this fight would be 
plant by uh, stoppage. But, you know, you're laying a pretty hefty price on it. You're looking at minus 270, minus 300 in that range. Not that appealing. Really not that appealing. But I do think you get some out of there uh, within the 12 rounds. There's also a, a round proposition offered at 8.5 rounds. That's a near even money, uh, even money play. I'm kind of leaning on the uh, on the under for that, although it's certainly something I wouldn't uh, bet heavily on or strongly suggest. But I just do think he'll, uh, I do think he'll he'll find a way to get Truax out of there. I don't think Truax offers that much resistance uh, at this point. And if uh, if uh, Plant decides to step it up, he he is capable of uh, of getting him out of there. It just depends on the style he chooses. He's not generally known as an aggressive fighter, but he, uh, you know, but he can he will land hands and he will uh, land at will and when he wants. So it's really up to him on how he uh, finishes. I do think he finishes it inside the distance. You do have to lay a little price to get under eight and a half rounds. So again, not all that appealing. Uh, I imagine all the other books will pick up uh, will pick up the bets. Not all of them have them yet. For this fight, it's kind of a kind of an unappealing boxing betting weekend. Uh, an undercard fight of note on that card is Damani Rock versus uh, Michael. Coffee. Now, my understanding is uh, Rock was pulled out, and then I heard, and then there was notice that he's back in. So I don't know until we see a weigh-in. Rock is minus two hundred. Uh, he's twenty-four years old. He was a, an amateur standout. Uh, Coffee is uh, was is a, he's a late starter. He uh, started in the military. He's thirty-four years old, but he's a strong guy. He hits hard. Uh, He's trying to catch up uh, on things. You know, he is a bit of a he is a bit dangerous. I I see him as a bit dangerous, but uh, I would probably lean on Rock in this fight. I do want to see how they look at the weigh-in, which will happen today. So uh, we'll we'll look out for that fight. But that's uh, that that bout's not super appealing either. But uh, that's about it for this weekend. There's not much happening but it will it will get better so i will keep uh throwing some information out there as we go and i hope you all have a great weekend good evening everybody this is evan young with the boxing forecast it's a uh, early evening on friday um february 19th and we're looking uh at action for next, uh, for ne- not next week, for tomorrow, actually. I'm a little late this week with the uh, with the podcast. I know there's already been a card today in, in the UK and an upset. I didn't look heavily into that one. I've been busy with other items. But uh, I've been looking at uh, Saturday's action, which is uh, reasonably extensive. So we'll go over that. Um, yeah, so first of all, I'll just go over a little bit what happened last week. Uh, last week, I I talked about 
uh, about six fights or so. They all seem to come out reasonably well, as I uh, as I pointed out. Um, I uh, I thought um, Kiko Martinez had a shot, and he uh, he did very well. It looked like he actually deserved the fight in many uh, people's view. Didn't get it. Uh, uh, Lee Wood won a tough decision, not a, a tough KO, actually. He, uh, he ended up stopping uh, Reese Moore, but it was a tough fight. He had a tough fight on his hands, but he pulled it out, and that was someone that I uh, tabbed as well. And that there was a great fight on that card with undefeated Josh Warrington, who got absolutely torn up by uh, Mauricio Lara. And Lara was someone I, I really liked. I looked at him, and I, I, I just... Uh, you know, I knew he was one of those unknown Mexicans that were going to be really dangerous. As I uh, poured through his record, I could see, even though, like I said, there was no one of actual note on the record, but if you dig into these records, you can decipher things. And uh, I could see he, you know, he fought some tough uh, some tough guys uh, in Mexico. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if you know what you're doing with uh with box rec you can really pour through it and figure a lot of things out uh it's kind of like reading the daily racing form if you know what you're looking at and you understand quality and can and can decipher quality uh you can figure a lot of things out of course you want to see tape after you do that but box rec is my first go-to and then i will look at tape and and a lot you know and just just narrow it down the best I can. But anyway, on the other fights, uh, I had um, I picked Adam Lopez to beat Sanchez. That was a really close fight, and then he did pull that out. Uh, what else did I have? There was another. One. Oh, I had Comey beating Marinez, and he obviously did that uh, very handily. Comey's still a very strong. Guy, he's not going to be walked through, and Marinus didn't really have what it took to compete with him in that match. And I had uh, Castano over Texera, although I thought he'd stop him. He couldn't stop him. Texera's really tough. He's a game kid, but Castano was was vastly superior uh, in that fight. And in the main event on that Golden Boy card, I had Rakimov, who ended up with a draw with Diaz. Now, Rakamov started out on fire. Uh, you know, he seemed to win the first 30 seconds of every round. He would just sort of shoeshine uh, Diaz, and then he would stop, and he ended up uh, becoming uh, the stock E in the fight, not the stalker, is which I'm used to. So he kind of uh, he kind of let it slip away from him. But Diaz, uh, by not making weight, apparently uh, was pretty pretty strong in the fight he was physically strong and he uh he landed cleanly he was economical but he was he landed cleanly i really can't uh argue with the draw obviously i wanted rakimov to win i had him uh but where i bet it just becomes a no bet because uh i'm not betting in the i'm not betting with uk rules but it was disappointing that he uh he could have won just one of those later rounds and probably uh, earned that decision. So that was that was tough, but that's that's what it is.
Now, on to this week's slate. We have a, you know, a pretty big uh, list of stuff. I'm not sure I'm going to go over everything, but I'll touch on it. I'll touch on it a little bit. Uh, tomorrow, uh, from Russia with love, we have Fyodor Chudenev fighting Isaac Chalemba. Now, Chudenev is about a four, four, uh, four and a half to one favorite. And... Uh, and Chudenev doesn't really, uh, you know, he's not he's not a really he's he's nobody that's very special at all. But he's he's fighting at home, and uh, he's fighting a Chalemba that has lost perhaps five or six of his last fights. But you have to look at the iron that Chalemba's been in with. He's fought Sergey Kovalev, Dmitry Bivol. Uh, who else has he fought? He fought um, Alexander Govazdik. He lost a majority decision to Edlidir Alvarez, and he was he was reasonably competitive in these fights. Uh, Govazdik kind kind of had his way with him in that fight, kind of ran over him in my view. But he was you know he's a cagey guy. He's tough. Um, you know, this kind of fight is a dog or pass for me. He's uh, he's plus three fifty. I mean, it, you know, I could see him winning. I think he, you know, he's a lot longer. He's taller. He's a good boxer. Chudinov's not that special. George Groves stopped him, and he's just, you know, he's above ordinary, but he's not a he's not a world beater. And obviously, Chalemba's been in with with much tougher, as as you know, as I've read off some of those names. But, you know, there's a few things that concern me. Obviously, he's fighting uh, on the road in Russia. It's a 10-round fight. Uh, and also, it's, it, it's, it's going to be contested at 168 pounds. And he's not, a, he's not a super middleweight. He's been at light heavyweight for uh, a long time. He was at 168, you know, 10 years ago. But for him to come down to 168, I think that's a big ask for someone, even though He's only 32. It seems like he's 42. He's been around so long. He has been around a lot. He turned pro as a teenager, so that's probably why. But he uh, he lost to Maxim Vlasov in a rematch as well, which you know isn't great considering he outboxed him reasonably well a few years before that. So you know, is this something I could see Chudina, I could see uh, um, Chalimba doing enough to win. And outboxing him, you know, as I said, he's been in with much better. And he's he's adorable guy. He's not going to get run over. So I could he's going to be competitive. Um, can he get a decision in Russia? I don't know. And he's not really a KO puncher either. So he'll have to be pretty sharp to, uh, to get a decision. If you like him, you know, the price is decent. You can back him. I'm considering it. But, you know, even... Even if he does enough to win and doesn't get his hand raised, it's still a loss. So it's just something to consider. But you know, with the other factors of him coming down in weight, I'm not, I'm not over the moon about it. But I could see, uh, I could see him uh, acquitting himself well against uh, the stocky Shudinov. And next, we'll go to uh, go to the UK. There's a slew of cards there tomorrow. I'll just go over these briefly. Uh, I like Robbie Davis over uh, Valenzuela. I don't see 
another Mexican upset tomorrow. Although I do enjoy them, and I like uh, I like those guys down there when they come in, when they're unknowns and they're they're uh, they're steelier than most people understand. I I do like those guys, but I don't think tomorrow they have. There's a couple of Mexican opponents that I don't think will get there tomorrow. I don't think uh, Valenzuela will beat Davies. Uh, and there's another card. I think there's another Mexican as well that I don't see winning. Uh, but as for the other fights on this card, uh, Florian Marco is about minus 150 versus Ryan Charlton. I like Marco in this fight. Uh, Charlton does have an upset win over an undefeated fighter, but he was... Uh, if you look at his box rec, there was a lot of red on the opponents. And he looks a little cruder to me than uh, than Marco. They're both rugged, stocky guys. I, th- I think Marco's a little sharper and Charlton's a little wider. And I think that'll be the difference. So I'm going with Marco in that fight. And then there's a very good fight with David Evanissian versus Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly is a highly, uh, is a highly touted uh Prospect slash contender, but his uh, his star dimmed a little bit when he fought a draw with uh, Ray Robinson out of the Philadelphia area. Now Ray Robinson's not a bad fighter. He's tall and lanky, and it was uh, you know I could see they each had their moments. But Robinson's tough. He also fought a draw with Cavalascus. Uh, the the uh, the guy that gave Terence Crawford a little bit of a tussle for a while. So that's not a terrible result when you think about it. Avanissian, uh, if you recall, uh, lost a shootout to Lamont Peterson a number of years ago. He beat an aide, Shane Mosley. Uh, he was stopped by Kavalaskis as well in six rounds. That was a bad loss for him, brutal loss for him. And in, in a pick'em fight, he won uh, two matches against uh, I don't remember the I don't remember the fighter's name, but he had a grueling fight where he stopped him late in the fight and then won a rematch in one round. But Kelly is about one minus one fifty in this fight, and I like Kelly. I think Kelly's slick. I think he's going to be ready for this fight. He's got good legs. Uh, I don't think uh, Avinissian's going to catch lightning in a bottle and stop him. I, I think Kelly's the better fighter. I think he's going to. I think he's going to do the business on the night. I expect a Kelly win in that fight. And those those aren't terrible odds. So if you got Kelly at minus 150, Marco at minus 150, that's not too bad. Uh, so you got some things you can look at. And uh, what should we go to next? The problem. The problem. Adrian Broner is back. Wow, can you believe it? I understand this fight was supposed to be at 140, but... News came out that it was going to be uh, moved up to 147, which I think is more appropriate. I don't think Broner can make 140 anymore. I, I just don't think he can. Uh, he might, why, why even bother trying? Just fight at 147 and, uh, you know, get some paydays there. Uh, he's in against an undefeated uh, Giovanni Santiago, who, uh, who looks like... Uh, a fairly soft uh, landing for Broner in this fight. I expect a Broner win. He's about a 9-to-1 favorite. 
Uh, the question is, will he stop him or will he win a decision? He's not a busy fighter, but he's a hard puncher. Um, I would probably lean Broner to get a stoppage in this fight. Uh, probably late in the fight because he doesn't roll through people like he did when he was a lightweight. But I think he's the better guy in this fight, and I think uh, they're not going to put him in with someone uh, on his first uh, first outing back to lose. So I'm looking for the problem to be a big problem for Santiago. Uh, also on that card, uh, Olympian U.S. Olympian Dominic Brazil versus Otto Valin. Uh, I don't think that uh, Valin's about a, almost a three to one favorite, and you know, in spite of uh, him cutting Fury and going twelve rounds and all that, I, I don't think much of him at all. I don't think Valin's a good, you know, a, a world beater. There's probably fifteen heavyweights that I would, I think, would beat him. I think he's slow and cumbersome, and he's not an exceedingly hard puncher. Uh, Fury. Uh, you know, the result with Fury was what it was. Fury was coming back, and Fury uh, sometimes, you know, he obviously shined against Wilder, who I who I tabbed had a torn bicep. I could see that at the weigh-in that he had a problem in that second fight. Uh, not many people picked up on that, but Wilder was damaged goods in that fight, uh, and Fury can fight down to the level of his competition. Uh and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the, you know, the Wallian fight wasn't a big surprise. There's, you know, a bunch of stiffs could give Fury, could go many rounds with Fury. A lot of guys could go 12 with Fury and uh, and win three or four rounds. That doesn't surprise me at all. But the problem is Dominic Brazil has been off for two years. And while he does have heart and he can punch, he takes a lot of punches and he's just sort of a, you know, a guy that just, you know, you don't know what he's going to bring. He's going to he's going to hit and be hit. Uh, he's a two to one underdog. I guess the odds makers didn't. I I, I thought they might make Wallin a higher favorite, but they know Wallin's really he's really not not that special. And uh, you know, Brazil has shown heart in the past. He's been down in many fights, uh, but he gets up and he's won these fights. Except, of course, for. Uh, Wilder, who nearly took his head off in the first round, and uh, Joshua, who methodically pounded him out in seven rounds. So his only two losses were to those two uh, top heavyweights. But, uh, you know, here he is against Waleen, who is not great, but he's been active. He's been more active. And, uh, you know, he keeps his hands up, and he may not engage with uh, Brazil as much as he likes. So, I mean, this is a fight where I don't really like either guy that much. Brazil's an underdog. Uh, you can get him at maybe plus two fifty at some of the better some of the some of the better prices. Uh, it's risky, I think. I mean, I could see him winning, but I just you know, Brazil will Dominic Brazil will Dominic Brazil. So I. I could, I, I kind of expect him to lay an egg, but, uh, but then again, you know, anything could happen in this fight, but it's not, it's not thrilling to me. I, I certainly wouldn't lay the money on Waleen, even if he does win. I mean, I don't know. It's just, 
I, I don't think uh, that fight's worth touching for me, but you folks will handle it accordingly. Uh, we have uh, Rashi Warren and Shoni Carter. Warren's a 9-to-1 favorite. I expect Warren to uh, to pound out a uh, decision. That's what he does. He's he's a little better than this guy, a little faster. So I would expect uh, a decision win from him. Uh, there's another fight of interest on the uh, on the Connecticut card. We have Robert Easter Jr. and uh, Ryan Martin. You may you may uh, recall uh, Martin laid a laid an egg when he fought uh, Josh Taylor in the UK. He was he just looked like he didn't know where he was, didn't want to be there, and just got just got ran out of the ring almost literally. But uh, I'm not a big you know I don't think Robert Easter's uh, you know on that same level as. Uh, as Taylor, of course, and uh, Martin does have some pedigree uh, and size. He's a young guy. Uh, the odds are very much stacked against him. Uh, no one really thinks much of him after that. That's what can happen sometimes. You look bad in a in a big fight, and everybody uh, just discounts you. But I you know I could see it's worth I could see him being worth a play in this fight. I'm not certain he'll roll over Easter. I don't think he will, but I could see him being competitive in this fight. Uh, Easter uh, hasn't really looked uh, that great. I thought he was fortunate to uh, escape with a win over Fortuna. Uh, he did uh, handle Granados pretty well, but you know Granados. Uh, Shouldn't have fought at that weight. He was, you know, he's he came down a weight that wasn't really the right weight for him. Uh, he had a draw with Rancis Bartholomew. He had a, a wide decision win over Shafakov, Dennis Shafakov, but I thought that was really close. And he beat Comey on a split decision four and a half years ago. So this is a fight where, you know, Easter Easter's tall and lanky, but he he engages in in a fight. He he engages in a war. I could see this fight. Uh, they're going to be trading punches, and Martin could uh, could surprise someone here. At least at you know at those odds, I think it could be worth uh, worth a bit of a play. I certainly wouldn't back Easter, uh, you know, at minus a thousand, or I wouldn't be interested in. Any props on this fight for me? Uh, so that's where I'm at with that. And the main fight of the weekend is uh, Miguel Burchelt versus Oscar Valdez. Two terrific, terrific fighters. Uh, they both come across as warriors, yet gentlemen. Uh, they're, they seem like both very dedicated fighters, uh, there's no bullshit, no nonsense with these guys. They just want to fight. Uh, they train to fight. They don't really get off the off the stick and veer off in another direction. It's all about it's all about the match and the win. And they're both uh, very prideful fighters. Uh, Burchelt has been uh, 
you know, running uh, havoc on the division for a few years now, and he's very highly thought of, as well he should be. He stopped uh, Fernand Francisco Vargas twice, uh, and he's run over a few other guys like uh, Miguel Roman, Mickey Roman, Jonathan Barros, uh, that tough uh, Japanese southpaw Takashi Miura, who's a tough tough out. Uh, he won a fairly wide decision over him. And on his penultimate fight against Jason Sosha, he, he ran through him in four rounds. And Sosa's usually pretty durable, so that was impressive. Uh, Valdez is a newer, newer, newer arrival to the division. He was a champion at 125. Uh, he, he's had some good fights in that division as a champion. He had a fought with a broken jaw and won a fight with Scott Quigg. And uh, in his last two fights, he's fought at 130. He stopped uh, the usually very durable Jason Velez in 10 rounds, and he stopped uh, Adam Lopez in seven after getting off the floor. Now, I mean, Bichelta's uh, about a four-to-one favorite, so, I mean, that's a big price. I mean, if and a lot of people expect Bichelta to, uh, to KO uh, to Kale Valdez, and that's a reasonable assumption. I was looking at that probability as well, and that certainly could happen. As you know, anything can happen in a boxing match, especially with guys letting it go and throwing heavy, hard punches. But I'm kind of getting something from uh, Valdez in this fight that he's. This is something that he's he's living for. He's. I think he put himself in a very serious camp for this fight uh, in regards with his conditioning. And he's with uh, Eddie Reynoso, who trains Canelo. I think he's going to lay it out on the line here. And he may be getting a little bit short shrift uh, in this fight. Uh, he uh, Berchelt is no defensive wizard. He, he throws a lot, but he does catch a lot. And I think uh, Valdez... If he's smart enough, he may be able to avoid some of Burchelt's shots and hit Burchelt. Burchelt has been stopped once, shockingly, about six years ago. And he can, you know, he can be rocked and hurt. He's certainly going to get hit in this fight. The question is, will he, will he buckle if he gets hit? And also, can Valdez mix his game from... Uh, pure fighting to a little bit of finesse and boxing and into the uh, mix as well, which I think he can. He's a former amateur champion, two-time Olympian. The guy can fight. He's fought He's fought with uh, adversity. He's fought back from knockdowns. He's been in tough, and now he's moving up in weight, and I think he's going to be very comfortable at 130. I, I thought they both looked good at the weigh-in. Uh, however, noteworthy to me was that Brichelt started sucking down fruit right away. I mean, he was desperate to get it into his system. And he's been, you know, 130 plus for many, many years. And uh, Valdez is just moving into that uh, into that weight. I think Valdez might be up for the task here. Uh, at the price, I like it. He's, you can get him at uh, a plus 300-something, plus 325, plus 350. I think he's worth a play. Could be off base. Bichelt might add another notch to his belt, but 
I think Valdez will be the best opponent he's faced, and he's someone that is prepared as best as he possibly could for this fight. I like how he, uh, I like how he comports himself, how he expresses himself. I I get a sense of uh, not cockiness, but confidence and understanding of what he's uh, approaching in this fight. So I'm interested to see how he lays this out in the line. Obviously, Brashelt is very confident, uh, especially with how he's uh, looked in the last several years. So this really is, this, this is a special fight. This is the kind of fights that fans will enjoy, and even on, even uh, casuals would enjoy this fight, because it's going to be, it's going to be a tough fight. It's going to be a fun fight, and it's going to be ebbs and flows. But I, uh, you know, for the price, I like Valdez. And I, like I said, for all the things I mentioned about him, I think, uh, I think he could surprise. So we will see how this all plays out. Um, uh, if you could, it would be great if uh, you could subscribe or like the podcast. That would be appreciative. If you have any thoughts or questions for me, you can always reach out to me. Uh, I am at Boxing Forecast on Twitter. So I will answer any questions. If there's any matches I missed, you can ask about that as well. I know um, Elvis Rodriguez is fighting, but he's about a 30-to-1 favorite. I expect a KO, and he's about minus 800 on the KO prop. So that's uh, there's nothing you know one would really do with that. But, uh, yeah, so reach out if uh, with any thoughts or questions. Like and subscribe, and uh, we will touch base next week. Y'all have a good night, everybody. Take care.